Hi, podcast listeners, and welcome to the 15th of April, 2021 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Spring has definitely sprung here in Hong Kong as our up and down weather reflects the mood of the city, at times optimistic, at other times unexpectedly cold. The heat is coming, though, and we're catching glimpses of it in the middle of the day when we question why we decided to wear trousers instead of shorts. Questioning our own judgment is nothing new, especially in springtime, and our first story today from Mustafa is all about perceptions and reality. After Mustafa, we will re-listen to a story from Becky about a judgment call she didn't want to make. Before we get to today's stories, though, a huge thank you wave goes out to our loyal Hong Kong listeners. We appreciate all you do for us. You are the best audience ever. Thanks go out to our loyal overseas listeners as well, especially those in Brisbane, Australia, Canterbury in the UK, and Han in Germany. Thanks for letting our stories into your ears. We're starting to get back on track again, and we'll be having pitch workshops for the next live show set to go live on 27th of May at the Fringe Club. Check Meetup for details on how to sign up for the live show. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than comedy. It's better than drama. It's real life. And now, here is Mustafa. That damn scent. The memory of her scent alone makes my heart beat out of control. Makes everything blurred out and brings her beautiful 27-year-old kind Colombian face in front of my eyes. Her face has this distinct aloofness and complacency of a successful person. She's ever so slightly smiling at me while her deep, brown, cheerful eyes stare right into my soul. I feel completely weak in my knees. Coincidentally, her name is that of an Indian goddess, Savi. And by God, she has the same miraculous aura about her. Well, all this started two years ago at my year-long internship at a company right here in Hong Kong. The company was a very traditional one and only hired Chinese people. I was the only non-Chinese person in the team. And as expected, I was sidelined as, as, uh, as soon as I joined. And uh, although I used to come every day to work, I had nothing to do nor anything, nor anybody to talk to. In just a week, I had lost all my motivation to wake up in the morning and go to work. Life, as they say, had given me lemons. In, in, in a week's time, there was this rumor in the office that uh, a Colombian lady is going to join the team and will supervise me. Finally, something to look forward to, I thought. Now, at least there would be someone I could share my experiences with, someone I could be friends with, someone I could talk to. I had already decided that I was going to do 
everything in my power to make this work. I would produce the work of the highest quality. I would make her laugh. And I would say the most interesting things to her. So, as she joined the company, I started to put my plan to work. I went to her enthusiastically to ask for work. She would present her sweet, kind smile and give me an assignment to do. I would go back to my seat elated that I finally I had something to do and how beautiful and kind my supervisor was. Yeah, I would, I would try all, to put all my effort into completing my work just so that I could impress her. Uh, I would try to complete my work as soon as possible so that I could go talk to her and see her in all her glory. She also started to uh, notice my enthusiasm and my work. She started to call me into her meetings. We would have our own meetings. We were building a very nice relationship and we were getting more and more attached to each other. Whenever she would touch my hand slightly to explain something, my heart would throb like a ticking bomb. Our conversations became more and more deeper. We even became friends on social media. This was a clear indication that she really liked me and my work. So five months passed by, and the half-yearly review is going to come up. I'm extremely confident that the review is going to be amazing. Of course, it is going to come from a person that I have completely fallen in love with, and she has signaled the same. I'm looking forward to talking to her and collecting all the praise I can, and maybe throw in a shy smile at the end. Whenever I close my eyes, the only thing I see is her face. As the meeting starts, I've already decided to take my relationship to the next level. Ask her out. She starts by saying, Mustafa, you are an amazing person. Wow. Oh my God, what a great start. She really likes me and my work. I guess I should definitely ask her out after this review. Maybe I will take her to that bar she really likes. You know where she has 67 photographs for her Instagram and 10 for Facebook? As I'm thinking about it, I grow a huge smile on my face and my chest is filling up with happiness. She continues, I like your enthusiasm and how you take initiatives at work. Oh my God. Wow, man. She really, really likes me and my work. I wonder if she wonders what I do over the weekends. 
does she go through my Instagram as I do hers? Does she think about talking to me every day as I think about talking to her every day? I am on the seventh heaven right now. She suddenly shuffles in her seat and says, but, ah, but as in, I don't like you, I love you. <laughs> Wait, why is she taking so much time after that part? No, 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 no. This cannot happen. Please take that butt back. Please just confess your love. But your work is shit. <laughs> what? Am I really hearing what she's saying? It takes me exactly two seconds to grow from the seventh heaven to the lowest dungeons of hell. I can literally feel my heart being broken. My mouth goes dry and her satisfied look replaces the loving one in my mind and memory. Come to think of it, she was not really my type. <laughs> I guess she never really deserved my love. You know who really deserves my love? The beautiful receptionist from the 25th floor. <laughs> Thank you. We think Mustafa is really an amazing person, although we don't have an opinion on his work. If you want to tell stories as well as Mustafa does, you can come to a workshop or get in touch through the website at hongkongstories.com. Now for our second story today, we revisit one from 2019. Here is Becky. One day morning, I was working in the office. My mobile rang. It was my father. I answered the call and he said, Sai Sai, come back. I fall down. Sai Sai, come back. I fall down. I try over an hour. I cannot get up on my own. He repeated. And I asked him loudly, do you get hurt? Do you get hurt? He said, huh? Huh? I can't hear you. I fall down. Come back and help me. My father was diagnosed of Parkinson's disease. The disease had weakened his limbs from the time being. The doctor had advised him to use the walking aid even at home, but he did not listen. Due to a dignity of a man, especially my father, he thought he could still manage it without the walking aid. He was a strong man when he was young. When he went hiking with his friends, he always wanted to be the number one to reach to the peak. He likes hiking 
and I like hiking too because of him. He had started taking me to go hiking when I was eight. He was a quiet person, but he talked a lot when went hiking. He has ever told me he wants to hike the mountain Kinabulu in Sabah. This is the place he was born, but he has not returned over 30 years. I'm glad I made a trip to Sabah with my parents when my father was 66 years old. We hiked at the mountain Kinabulu together to reach to the peak and saw the beautiful sunrise. I know it is very hard for him to accept he could not walk without the walking aid. At a later stage, he even needed to rely on someone in his daily life. He needed to sit on the wheelchair, someone take care of him on eating, going to the toilet, and even taking the shower. At that time, all of us suffered. My mother told me she was very scared when he heard the ping-pong sound. It means my father fell down at home somewhere, hitting something and causing the sounds. I was also heartbroken when I saw my father fell down and cannot get up on his own. I had lived lift him up for several times when I was at home. I did not know what to do because it was not his first time fell down. My mother was busy and the helper was on leave. The only choice for me is to go help or to call the emergency services. Also, my friend who was a doctor had told me the Parkinson's disease patient had no feelings on their limbs and they may not even know whether he was got hurtened from the surface. For example, a minor fractures that you cannot tell from the outside. I worried about him because I cannot find out whether he was seriously hurt from because his ears were weak and could not hear my questions. But more than that, I knew I also knew my father did not want the emergency services to go to him because it might lead to being taken to the hospital or and even losing more control over his situation. On one hand, you might think it would be an easy decision, but for me, it was very hard. I was crying when I called Lai 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 to tell them my home address. I knew my father must feel betrayed when he saw the ambulance man going to pick him to the hospital for the examination. He was angry at me 
when I visited him at the hospital after work at night. But I knew the decision I made is good for him and myself. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's stories brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. The music for this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell.